But all right, MCU actors. Mark Wahlberg's definitely on steroids. That's why I want to get that first out of the way first. In my Who did you say, Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. Oh, absolutely. Is he well, in the MCU? No, but he's like was like my case test of like people I look at. You know. I will say a thing to keep in mind in this conversation is they are operating like famous actors are operating on a different scale. Yeah, they of can how take steroids. And fine. they can be. Well, I mean, like even before steroids, because their whole job is to get ripped, and then there's like five other people around them whose job is to get them ripped that does not mean steroids don't come into the equation but oh, there yeah. is a different scale we're working on like i will put it like this like i don't care if they're like juicing and getting like extremely like crazy ripped or whatever it's just like i just don't like it when they're like i'm all natural baby like this is all here's my workout routine for making it look so you can like this I'm like you, you can't look like this you have you are on steroids just please if we could all just be upfront with that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like it, it it does affect the male perception oh for me it's just i usually see they're like here's my workout schedule and what they're leaving out is the eight people whose job it is yeah to eight make people and the, the steroids they're injecting at hour 1 p.m. like 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 the Just thing that makes me respect ass. arnold schwarzenegger is probably going to do it at the time but he has after the fact that i was taking steroids while i was bodybuilding and stuff and i don't regret it yeah and i'm like cool just say that like if you're it's like to me like if you're approaching sylvester stallone or arnold schwarzenegger's like bigness you like in their prime steroids. yeah yeah you're oh, taking yeah. steroids like they've admitted it, and they're like some big massive dudes so like chris hemsworth my man love him think he's super funny that man's on steroids i mean he's jacked oh, yeah. out of his mind but chris chris evans on the other hand i would actually believe isn't yeah i i no, he's I don't not think like he is, that yeah. level of jacked yeah he's big he looks great but he's not like chris hemsworth thor love and thunder arms the size of most of small infants yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're bigger than his head we have to we have to find another point of comparison <laughs> yeah the i would i could like Who's the one guy who was a comedian and did not, and not Chris Pratt, who I'm talking about? Are you talking about Carrot Top? No, not Carrot Top. Um, the, oh, uh, who's in Kumal the Marvel. Yeah, he definitely took steroids. That man got like. Oh, Chris Pratt? There's, yeah. I could see. Kumal I could. Johnny, but Chris Pratt, maybe. Kumal Johnny. Most likely. I'm not going to say 100%. Yeah, there's a DC hero who I would say is not juicing, and that's um, our favorite Warhammer fan. Oh, Henry Cavill. Um, Henry Cavill, I think it's like actually completely natural because he's been wor- weightlifting and like working out since he was like a teenager. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill's just the world's buffest nerd. Um, I would actually say most of the it's weird, like, the DC cast throws me off because some of them does not seem like they're actually juicing to a huge degree or whatever. Um, maybe like some of them are, like maybe like Ben Affleck, but like um, the two buff men are these Henry Cavill and who's the other guy? The Rock, uh, Jason Momoa. No, The Rock is definitely taking steroids. That's like a question. <laughs> um, but Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa. I don't think he's. I, I think he's also natural. I think there's like been mm-hmm. because he's not like there's like a bigness that yeah. starts to be like okay, yeah, but like a jackness. No, no, yeah, it's he's just you, like a it's big. It's when dude. your muscles start to expand beyond like where I think your skin can barely like keep up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's when I'm like, oh, uh, there might be something going on here. Yeah, I will say I don't know if anybody here follows The Rock on Instagram. I do. No. 
mainly because I see his cheat meals every Sunday and they terrify me while at the same time I want them. What is it? The, yeah, half, the McDonald's menu? No, it's just he like he'll just be McDonald's. sitting here like here's my cheat here's my cheat meal for the end of the day and he has like five cinnamon rolls and like six pieces of pie and like all this other shit in front of him and I'm just like this looks amazing but I would die if I attempted fuck this. dude I do need to work out more so I can do that yeah there is one thing I envy about people who are massively jacked and that's how much they get to eat I know You're- that they're just like I'm hungry all the time it sucks but I'm like <laughs> buddy I'm hungry all the time and I don't look like you you're right I do need to I need to do need to be more active so I can justify a 5,000 calorie a day diet diet right I mean, I've, I can get I can get to 5,000 calories in a day. <laughs> I just have not done any of the work to make that, like, needed or even warranted. Yeah. <laughs> I could definitely also see Chris Pratt definitely taking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> to go from his, like, absolute schlub to, schlub like, man who's ripped. <laughs> well, apparently he got ripped before he was... It's true, uh, he did. Star-Lord he did. for a he bit, because he was in, like, Zero Dark Thirty. He was just, like, one of the random fucking Navy SEALs it's in true. that really? movie. Because that's, like, that's the only reason he got the Star-Lord part, is it, like... Zero Dark Thirty. He, when they were, like, talking, they were, like, showed him the picture of him when he was in that movie, and they were, like, can you get this jacked again in, like, five months? And he was, like, probably. How much are you <laughs> Okay, you got it. If you, if you ask yeah. me to... I can do it. Yeah, if you if you're gonna make me a multimillionaire, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like you know, to have like, a career I've really, lock. Truly locked <laughs> in in my brain that it would be hard to would be Chris Hemsworth. Just seems completely not real. Um, <laughs> as in like, bro, just no. Uh, I I'm a little because, because I watched all of Michael B. Jordan's career because I I watched Friday Night Lights the most. I would say he's probably doing steroids. Um, oh, because if you look at him being like before, um, like a, like even during the first what's it called Creed movie, and then going to Killmonger and seeing his biceps move three inches apart, <laughs> um, as he as he grows chest bone apparently. <laughs> little little on the top there was not too bad yeah i will say one thing to keep in mind with superhero costumes and whatnot is that all of them are designed to make everyone look buffer but then yeah there's the parts where he takes his shirt off yeah okay yeah yeah. where he's he's a solid square block of chest that's hanging out there and like i'm just like fuck i gotta hit the gym this is peak male performance (laughs) this is what peak male performance looks like (laughs) And then definitely Kumal Nanjani is. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan also representing the weeb community in <laughs> being famous. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is there are a lot of people you'll, you'll see who are like natural bodybuilders and they're just like, even people who are like super and don't do steroids, they just don't have those massive defi- definitions that these other people have. And like, that's the big. Well, the definition, a lot of that is just for. they dehydrate. And your neck muscles don't grow into your back. Now there's the one. <laughs> I was like, the defined muscles is because every single one of those people are dehydrated as fuck throughout the entirety of their of that. The neck muscle, that's that's usually the sign to me. Mm-hmm. It's well, it's even that, right? Like your gets buff. If you got like big boobs, but your chest is defined, it means you've probably taken steroids because your chest doesn't like grow out, right? You don't when you're burning calories and stuff like that, and then you're restricting more. It's it's reducing that muscle mass. 
reducing that mm. skin. You shouldn't have big boobs then. It's because you've like injected <laughs> estrogen, like pure muscle testosterone into there. It's causing like this huge muscle mass, which doesn't just doesn't develop naturally. That's like the big thing. Mm. You'll look at like, uh, I think Henry Cavill, and you'll see like his chest isn't like a big square peck thing. You'll see like they're almost like actually just pushed into him a little bit. <laughs> They also move a lot. I just yeah. remember seeing his chest moving a bunch while watching Men of Steel, but I was <laughs> paying a lot of attention to it. Yeah. Because it was Henry Cavill. But his, like, I, are like, come not, on. They're ovi. They're not like a square block of cheese that he stuck to his mass, which has needles coming out of it. <laughs> also, props to Henry Cavill for making a move like cocking your fist to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I think about that all the time where I'm like in fucking Mission Impossible. He like cocks his fist before walking into a fist fight and somehow it looks like the coolest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> I still think it's fucking crazy that you watch Tom Cruise movies and you're like, he's he is not jacked and crazy but like everyone else and you're still like yeah and he does his own soundtrack that man's crazy like oh yeah no. i did you hear the quote i don't know if this is true and i i saw something oh. on twitter where it's like some <laughs> yeah, guy was like i had an the injury episode, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i had an injury and he had jet fuel in his like blood somehow and he went and to Tom get- Cruise, like without skipping a beat, was like, "Buddy, I was born with yeah. it." Like, like, yeah, man, so do I. And I'm like, man, fuck. <laughs> Tom Cruise yeah. is someone who is like an incredibly weird fucking person, but is like well, hell bent on being one of the coolest the action stars of all time. Like, but if you have like, he's hell bent on just dying on set. Yeah, like, I don't sure, know how even you're... then, cool. But like, it's like I don't know what it is, but he like puts out banger action films. Oh, and, like, that's so all good. he wants to do. Like, it just seems like that's it now. Like, he stopped trying to be, like, a very serious, I'm doing very serious films. The like man's a prestige like, we're actor, doing a yeah. part one, part two Mission Impossible film. That's what I'm fucking doing right now. And at, before and you know that, what? I'm doing good Top for Gun. him. Yeah. <laughs> man's, fi- man's 59, let him retire how he wants to. Man, is- Mission Impossible is such an odd franchise where it was, like, the first one was pretty good. The second and third, okay, second was real bad. The third was you just fuck like you. Fine. Second one's so fun. Has John Woo? <laughs> I was about to say that's the John Woo one, right? That's the John Woo. But then, like, you have to accept it's the, fucking so different than the first one. Too. Oh no! But then the fourth one happens, and then the series just becomes outrageously good and just doesn't stop being good. Well, it had the blessed. You know the fourth. You know who directed the fourth film, right? It had the blessed Bird, touch baby. of Brad Bird. Hell yeah! Oh right, the man who directed Incredibles, <laughs> and then he did Tomorrowland and fell off the earth in the face of the earth yeah that is impressive to think that man has two live action directing credits and they are mission impossible four and fucking Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah it goes straight mission impossible four years we're gonna try to make this Tomorrowland. that comes out bad disappears incredibles 2 i'm not a big fan of it and then it has okay. not done Fine. anything it wasn't nearly as good as the first, but it was fine. Um, but he did Ratatouille in The Incredibles, and I love Ratatouille. Yeah, he I did really Ratatouille. I don't care that much about Incredibles. But he did Iron Giant, right? Yeah, he, he was a he writer did Iron on Giant. Iron Giant. The man yeah. was, man's insane. Yeah. I don't know what his stuff. Oh, he is. <laughs> but you want to know what else is insane? The battle taking place in these three episodes of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Zach Liedison. Yeah, man, you want to talk You want to talk about steroids. Let's talk about the Kaioken. He literally oh God, yeah. is Kaioken is steroids, but from nature. But from God. If some of these if some of these actors said I was under ten times gravity for my training, <laughs> I would do better believing they were as ripped as they got. And then one of them yelled, Kaioken turned red and then got more ripped. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, I can see this. And I can also see the fifth episode of DBZ, of not DBZ Kai, World's Strongest Podcast Kai. There we go. That's the name of the show. I'm your host, Zach, and these are my co-hosts, Chase. Hello. And Thomas. Howdy. And today we're talking about episodes 13, 14, 15 of Dragon Ball Z Kai, which just going to give the, the beats up top here and then we'll get into it. Uh, first episode, episode 13, the power of the Kaioken, Goku versus Vegeta. I can't not read them big. because I mean, they don't work if they're insane. not big. They don't. Uh, but based this episode, Goku takes Nappa out of the picture, but Vegeta is the one that kills him. And now it's Goku versus Vegeta, but Goku can't keep up. Desperate, he breaks out a Rikski technique that just might rip his body apart. The Kaioken times three. Which leads us to episode 14, an all-out Kamehameha, Vegeta's terrible transformation. Uh, Kaioken times three pushes Goku to his limit, but finally gives him the edge over Vegeta. He bumps it up to times four to send Vegeta flying, but that still doesn't finish him off. Vegeta creates an artificial moon, transforming into a great ape. So Goku now knows the only way to pull ahead is the spirit bomb. Which brings us to episode 15. Goku on the ropes. Pin your hopes on the spirit bomb. <laughs> in case you were wondering what if he pulls it off. Which he Goku gets together the energy for the spirit bomb. Misses. Then Gohan and Krillin come back in with Yajirobe and manage to cut off... Yajirobe ends up being the one to do it, but cut off Vegeta's tail, bringing him back to human form. But he's still not done as Goku charges up another spirit bomb and gives it to Krillin to throw. Alright, so let's get into it. Back to episode 13. Uh, I did, my first thought was just, wonder how Nappa's gonna do after I saw the title. Uh, how he's, he's gonna, not even mentioned. How he's gonna do is he's gonna get his spine fucking snapped in half. Yeah, like Goku just fucks him up, which this didn't go the way that I honestly thought it would, because I never quite remembered the last details. Like, yeah, right. In my head going into this, Goku just fucked up Nappa and then Vegeta killed him. It wasn't like this two-pronged moment here. Mm -hmm. where, but yeah, basically, like, last episode ended Vegeta saying, like, Nappa, you can't win this fight. I'm stepping in. This one opens. Nappa's like, all right, but I'm going to kill the kid so I can have some fun. And, like, dives straight at Gohan and Krillin. So then Goku has to use Kaioken just to, like, catch up to Nappa. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then breaks his fucking spine. <laughs> it's worse than that. He, like, charges in, snaps his spine, and as Nappa flips over in the air, he catches him by the part of the spine that he just broke and he holds him there anything. for a he solid feel, minute. He can't feel anything. Yeah. Down. No, he can, because when he throws him to Vegeta's feet, Nappa's like, Vegeta, it, it really hurts. <laughs> but there is just, God, like... I knew this moment was coming and I've seen it play out like in clips, but seeing it in the moment of Vegeta making the decision to kill Nappa, that shit is just so cold. <laughs> Whoop, throws him in the air. Yeah. He literally just like Nappa's reaching up to him, it's telling so him how good. much pain he's in. Like, please help me. Vegeta smiles, grabs his hand and then just fucking like turns, throws him into the air and blows him the fuck up. Like just, energy attack eviscerates him nothing left i really like the power up for vegeta doing this the wind starts like buffeting everybody and like <laughs> the show all the like the power coming off of him vegeta's shadow like spins around him really really quickly 
there's some real stank on the power-up moments in this fight, like, in this section of the really story. really are. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also to help sell us, like, we have entered a whole new bracket since the King Vegeta, or King Piccolo stuff. <laughs> um, not King Vegeta, we haven't met him yet. <laughs> um, he's already dead. Yeah, he's dead as fuck. Vegeta the third, to be precise. Vegeta the fourth is the one here fucking everyone up. Look, I care as much about Saiyan royalty as I do the fucking blood swaves. Yeah, no. I, oh, well, we'll get into that. But <laughs> I know I we will. I just wanted to point out, like, yeah, on top of the, like, you know, comparing our current villain to our last big villain, like, King Piccolo cared about his kids. <laughs> like, King Piccolo, <laughs> at the very least, got upset and wanted to get revenge when Goku had killed Tambourine. Well, yeah, he saw him spit his first slime. God, I, I I, almost forgot that line. I don't know how I could have ever <laughs> forgotten that. I named the WSP episode that because I couldn't get it out of my brain. Uh, but yeah, like, Vegeta doesn't. Vegeta's just like, this person has outlived their usefulness, and lugging around their barely moving frame is not worth the effort. So I'm just gonna kill him. Just gonna toss him in the air, hit him with the old explosion technique. <laughs> a classic this also begins our classic Goku decides that he's gonna one on one death match the last opponent cause he's just like hey Gohan hey Krillin fuck off I got this <laughs> I need you to leave like now Yeah, I didn't remember this beat ever I love that Krillin is like sure that they can bring their friends back cause Goku's like they're dead and Piccolo's dead so the Dragon Balls are gone mm-hmm. which I, I didn't I guess DBZ a bridge fucked up my memory of this scene, because I would have thought Vegeta would have learned that information and then killed Nappa over it. Vegeta and Nappa still don't know that Piccolo being dead gets rid of the Dragon Balls. Though Vegeta at this point has moved on from the idea of using these ones and just going to Namek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go yeah, straight for the I don't think he cares either. Is no, he really anything. doesn't. Yeah. Mm. But I do appreciate Krillin being the one like, we might still be able to pull something off here. He doesn't say it, but it's obvious that he's talking about, like, mm-hmm. well, they were talking about Namek, so we could also go to Namek. Huh? Krillin, um, what are you talking about? Go into space! Just win! Yeah. <laughs> it is very much, yeah, he's like, I think there might be a way. Goku's like, what? Because he wasn't there for all the Namekian shit. <laughs> he missed all of this. Yeah, and Krillin's just like, don't worry about it, just kill Vegeta. <laughs> Takes Gohan, goes. Also, Goku and Krillin have a full-on, like, predator handshake here. Right? I flagged this, too. Yeah, and it's the best thing. I love bro handshake Goku Krillin. <laughs> we also had a pretty sweet moment where, like, Goku promises to take Gohan fishing after all this is over. Which feels like a death flag. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> For, like, one or both of them. Neither of them, uh, spoilers, neither of them die by the end of this, though Goku's pretty far out of commission. <laughs> um... Which is, I say spoilers for this show that I think way more of our audience would have watched Z than watched, like, you know, this. Or Dragon oh, Ball, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the original Dragon Ball, yeah. Yeah, I mm. don't know anyone who really watched it old Dragon Ball. I hadn't watched original Dragon Ball until we watched it for the podcast. And he's a nerd. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm the worst. Yeah, it's that, and, and then people who watch these just don't, don't give a shit to go back to Dragon Ball original. They just, people just genuinely don't care that much about Dragon Ball. 
which is honestly kind of weird. Yeah, I liked Dragon Ball quite a bit. I don't know if I've ever rewatched the whole thing. I also don't know if I want to watch Z again anytime soon until we do this podcast. So honestly, I'm <laughs> so we're all we are. fucked right now. Maybe. <laughs> Although I did love Dragon Ball. I I did end up enjoying Dragon Ball a lot more than even I feared I might. At that least the first good stuff. giant key blast explosion nuke is one of the best key blast explosions I've ever seen in Dragon Ball. In Dragon Ball, like when King Piccolo and blows up, yeah. Oh, and Z, yeah. There's some good shit in these parts. Yeah, and right now we're just we're we're building up. Everything's starting to get way bigger now. Mm-hmm. Because Which, yeah, Goku and Vegeta are gonna go fight. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Super Saiyan yet. No, but uh, I'm almost sad we're Super getting Saiyan? theirs. I'm loving the style of non Super Saiyan stuff that's happening. I also will say. Because we get more into the Kaioken with this episode when Goku really has to start relying on it. Mm-hmm. The Kaioken is still, like, my favorite power-up transformation. Not, like, the appearance is fine. It's just kind of like, what if he's on fire and buffer? Which is not bad mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. That's pretty sick. Come on. <laughs> but I just like that it, it has, like, the most clear-cut stakes to using it. Like, the rest of them, it always feels a little esoteric, like, when it comes well, do you out of talk, there. Do you like, want to talk about those stakes? Because we skipped over Goku's explanation of it. Oh, uh, we kind of Yeah, let's did. talk about it. Basically, yeah, you can use your key to ramp up your body to make, like, force yourself to be stronger and be faster. The downside is, like... The more you up that multiplier, the more pressure that puts on you and the mm-hmm. shorter amount of time you have with it. Yeah, King Kai is explicitly like, okay, two's the limit. You go any higher than that, your body will just start collapsing in on itself. So whatever yeah, you which, do, don't do this. Which is like an obvious narrative tool here of like, look, he's not going to say that if Goku's not going to do it. <laughs> like that's, oh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, a, that's Chekhov's gun here is <laughs> fucking King Kai being like, don't go to times three. And then Goku, as soon as him and Vegeta, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, Wait, does, fuck does off King to the Kai desert. say that, or I thought it was like Goku's like doing times two fighting Vegeta and not winning because Vegeta is just just outmatches Goku naturally. I and think then King- um and then he's like and then he's like I'm gonna just have to do it and King Kai's like you fool no like on his little planet. Yeah. I think King Kai might say that like times three is the limit. I don't quite remember. He does, no, he says that. time. He says times two is the limit. Don't push yeah. it. But, like, there's a very easy visual, like, both, like, the concept of the Kaioken makes enough sense, like, the Mm -hmm. idea of using your key sense to enhance your body, while at the same time, the stakes with it feel reasonable, and they do a great job of making them apparent immediately. Because, like, as soon as Goku pushes to times three, like, everything becomes more labored for him, and you see it in his facial expressions, you see it and how his body moves, but you also see the huge power boost he gets and understand why he needs it. Yeah, I guess we'll just... I wanted to touch on this later, but I guess we'll just do it now because we're talking about the Kaioken. Whenever he's on times three, just, like, even when he's standing still, his, like, muscles are, like, rippling and, like, almost trying to break away from his own body. It looks horrifying. It does. You Yeah, there's there's so many good... Well, let's just get into it, because the beginning yeah. of this fight, let's just, like, kind of break it down a little... Not mm-hmm. like, as what we do. We were going to break it down, yeah. There's the very so, iconic poses that Vegeta and Goku take at the beginning, and that's the big thing. I just wanted to flag, because I like yeah. this shot. Like, especially the with poses. the... the comp- The composition of this shot is the big thing I want to talk about. Like, the way they really sell with the camera work, quote-unquote camera work, because, you know, it's Mm -hmm. drawn. But, like, the way they're always doing low angles on Vegeta and high angles on Goku to really sell, like, this is where Vegeta 
puts himself like just above Goku and so just is. Work. Yeah. And he is, he's way stronger. So the camera work helps sell that, that like, yeah, he's a prideful asshole, but he's also kind of right, which makes <laughs> he's it also worse. correct. Yeah. Also, the language Vegeta uses of calling himself a super elite, <laughs> like not even an elite. A <laughs> I'm super sorry. Elite. I'm sorry. Jocko has ruined that term for me. I just I just <laughs> had to laugh. Jocko is great. I love Jocko. <laughs> we're, we're a far shot away from Jocko's introduction to the story. But uh, like I've got one quick question tapping onto Vegeta's big monologue thing. He says that he's a super elite and that every time at birth, Saiyans are trained on their martial capability and they're parted parted out that way. And that's why Goku was sent to some backwater because he's a nobody. How does one test the martial capability of an infant? So like this is like kind of the the thing that we learn a little bit early on, right? They just kind of like do a little, you know, scan over them, go, oh, this is their base starting power. You don't really get too much better than this and them out. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to um, Okay, go, fair we, enough. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think yeah. And so Vegeta Forgot about has like a naturally high starting level hmm. of power is like the assumption. God. Gotcha. And that's why they okay. freak the fuck out when they're like these guys or that's why Raditz freaks out. He's like these guys can change their power level. These guys can do this with their power level. Yeah. Because apparently to, the, to this like whole Saiyan industry, that is a weird concept, which is like why Raditz gets overpowered and why even like a few of them are like holy shit these people went up from like 200 to, th- to 1000 I just said oh, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. they just didn't really train or something or well, or saying like, like a natural aptitude they don't really push themselves past it anymore well, I can yeah, see that. it's like yeah. it's built into their society the idea that like if you're not born strong it doesn't matter how much effort you put in you won't be stronger than the people that are born strong and which Vegeta, Vegeta, which Vegeta operating... just hits on over and over again during the whole yeah. fight oh yeah which is why I actually like this exposition dump. It is a little much. Like, I think it could have been cut back a little bit. But I like not only does it, you know, grow the world by telling us a bit about what is say in society and their values, but it's directly tied into what Vegeta wants to tell Goku. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he's See, just I... saying it for the sake of saying it. He's like, I'm saying this so you understand how fucked you are <laughs> <laughs> and how much I am loving it. I also don't think this... Ex- this uh exposition drags on for that while because these episodes move oh they do because like this is like there will be times that i'll be sitting there and i'll be like oh that's just the mid-credit holy shit Mm -hmm. it's a little long i still think maybe you could cut like a sentence or two out of it but i do agree in that i'm like this works because it ties in it teaches us not only a bit of the like history of this world but through that teaches us more about vegeta and why he is the way he is teaches us more about like how he approaches situations gives us a moment that like we get why he'd say this to fuck with to get into Goku's head but also like sets up the flaw that is going to be his downfall in this fight which is that he thinks nobody who isn't born stronger than him could be stronger than him as well as this is the poison that he'll carry into the Frieza arc even and why he'll operate the way he does cuz he still is in this headspace where he's like, I could never be stronger than Frieza at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, it's it's efficient writing. <laughs> That's yeah. if there's anything I will say about the Saiyan arc, it's that it's written it's written so efficiently. And that's like the highest compliment I can give it. And then we get into like Goku Vegeta fight a bit, and Goku very quickly realizes without using the Kaioken, 
he is not gonna be able to fight back. Like, this is a losing fight. And he's so excited. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he's immediately pumped. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yeah, we can talk more, I guess, about, like, the the way they sell the Kaioken. Because, like, even as soon as Goku starts using it, yeah, the, like, shaking of the muscles that Zack was talking about is just a background detail, and it's that level of detail to it that really sells how much of a risk-reward the Kaioken is. Because we yeah, see so both like, the, the Kaioken benefit technique, and the detriment. You just turn red. We all want to mm. describe how it looks. Yes. It gives Aura a big red aura. Goku a big red aura. Well, which not is only like just cool a big red aura, aura, but a much more jagged aura than what their auras typically look like. Like, it looks like a fire. Sorry, this is how, what it's like, um, what's it called? When he's not moving... There's, like, a mm-hmm. jagged red, like, almost shield around him, like, porcupine yeah. shield. Yeah, yeah. And when he moves, his whole body up. turns red. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's, like, charging up his key, he turns fully red. But when he's, like, stationary, it's not like that. And what happens through this fight is, like, Goku b- turns on Kaioken, I think, times two, and he kind of rumbles it up with Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Or just Kaioken one. He does one, and, and then he gets he gets a couple quick hits into Vegeta, where he's just beat, where he's just beating him with one arm for a while, which I liked. But then yeah. Vegeta's like, "Okay, enough of this." And then he goes to two, and that still doesn't work. So he's like, "All right, fuck it, go into three. Well, no, because Vegeta then powers up. He's like, "Okay, cool, you can be oh, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to power up now." This power up, which is Vegeta sick. does. I what I would say is like that. No one, I don't think there's anything ever saying what this power up is. Well, because uh, he, does pick, point, he does pick. He does Piccolo's no, move. Remember, yeah, there is no defined power upping right now. We don't really know what the fuck a power up means um, at all. Which just means he gets stronger here. And I just mm-hmm. assume he does the Nappa maneuver. So by instead of getting sheath and lightning, he just becomes fucking super strong. And he is destroys he, the weather. Yeah, he destroys all weather around him. He like causes a thunderstorm and lightning to appear, and then he just explodes energy, mm-hmm. and then like all weather's gone. And Goku's like, "Bro, all the weather's gone." And then he notices oh, yeah. how strong Vegeta is and just shits himself immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, but I always I do love. There's a quick line here when Goku pushes to times three that I love just because it. Again, like, they just do a lot to sell the risk of the Kaioken, which I think adds a lot of tension to this whole fight. Because it's like, yeah, Goku's powering up over him, but there is a very clear, like, time limit now. Um, when Goku just yells, body don't fail me now, and then does Tio <laughs> 10 times 3. Like, he's Goku is just like, I've got to put all my faith in myself for a second and just hope it works out. I do, I do like all the multiple little Kaioken transformations that happen mm. in this fight. They're kind of fun. Like, one is, like, he gets, like, this red aura that kind of mm-hmm. fully envelops him, and he kind of moves around in a red, like, motion. Two, when he, like, does the two level up, doesn't he, like, in, put in, like, a rainbow filter goes over him for a yeah, second? Yeah, he gets, like, a Mario and Invincibility then, star for a yeah, bit. Yeah, for, like, a second. And that's two. And then three is, like... Which is, I'm always confused why they do one to two a little bit, because it's like two doesn't really matter. It doesn't do anything in this fight. He's like, all right, fuck it. We're bumping up to three, which is the when Vegeta like had the earth, all the rocks glow up. Goku does the same exact thing where he, all the earth around him begins to erupt upwards because of the energy he's containing. And he's like, like all of his feet are pushing in the ground because he's attaining so much key energy mm-hmm. or mass or whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, and then, like, his muscles bulge out. 
And it's so good because the moment he takes off to punch Vegeta, which fucks Vegeta up instantly, is Kaioken times three. He immediately winces when he like moves. He's right? like, oh, beans. <laughs> like, this is just not great for anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, there's like a really good sound effect change because before we've had like the normal Dragon Ball punch sound effects, but with Kaioken three, they like base boost the shit out of those punches. Yep. And they're like mm-hmm. heavy yeah. and weighty, and you can really feel just how much strength is behind them. Oh, yeah, no. And they sell it with the animation, too, of just, like, how much each punch just punches in, for lack of a better word. Like, just <laughs> how much of a dent Goku's hits are now putting into Vegeta. And we even have I mean, Vegeta... Vegeta, like, straight up clutches his stomach, stands up, and then collapses onto the ground, just well, they, clutching there's himself. Just, there's this great moment where, like, Vegeta... Like, it's like, because Goku is so much faster in this mode and knows he has to fuck him up... He'll do these, like, really quick feints where, like, he'll... There's a great animation mode where, like, they're really far away from each other, right? And Mm -hmm. Goku speeds off to the right of the frame and X's it while Vegeta's following him. And the moment Goku leaves frame, he appears right next to Vegeta in frame and punches him in the face. And it's so (laughs) fun to watch. Like, it's like, oh, they're really far away from each other. And, like, you see Goku leave frame and, like, instantly enter frame and punch Vegeta in the face. Oh, no, he's here. go above him. Vegeta goes to look up and then he's below him and then punches him. And you're like, oh, this is... (laughs) Or he kicks him and he flies in here. And you're like, oh, this is, like, that natural, like, speed or, like, and really would show well in a manga is, like, this... You could really trick out a uh, actual couple like, oh, why is he going away that way? Then bam, enters frame and like mm-hmm, punches him yeah. in the face. It's so good. It works so well. It's all it very really fun. It does. Which is when we're kind of, this is like the end of episode 13 into episode 14 now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I wanted to point out, we have a new version of Dragon Soul. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, like multiple singers now. I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Uh, There's oh, a new uh, singer they were for the song you hate. Oh, okay. Yeah. I listened to only... So that's, is that for episode 14 it starts? And 15, yeah. yeah. Okay, so only for episode 13 did I listen to the intro again to be like, let me give it another shot. And I was like, nope, I hate it. And then skipped 14 and 15, which is when it's apparently well, it changes. looks like you gotta listen to 16 now. I'm gonna oh, laugh. Boy. I'm gonna laugh when it's back to the original one next episode. Yeah, I hope I just get That'd fucked over funny. again. Um... But yeah, I which I don't know why I wrote this note only on episode 14. Maybe it's just because a lot more of the fighting started here. But I just keep reminding myself. I'm like, man, flying added to the fight. Chore- like everybody being able to fly for the fight choreography of Dragon Ball, like really a- elevated it to me. Like I'm like, these fights are so much cooler when everyone can just fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just adds a three-dimensionality to the fight scene that just adds a lot to what is possible for the choreography. Um, But this shit is so good. I also just pointed out that Goku is just so stupidly large in this form. I mean, he literally looks like he's about to explode. Yeah. Yeah, like I I love um so I, I we were talking about this just a little bit where I know like in Super they got to be when they get stupidly large it does just look incredible though. There are some <laughs> like just amazing little things that are just so nice. And some like, oh, you good mean, animation like, details. You mean like the bit where Vegeta jumps up onto Goku's massive arm to try and hit yeah. him? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> there's Goku. like yeah, there are just so many great little moments in this. Like I'm like I almost like want to just talk about them all, but I I, I can't. Mm-hmm. But they're they're long, just yeah. there's like uh, the whole line of like 
them bouncing around and like Goku get, like Goku punching Vegeta or kicking Vegeta through like three walls, three rock built boulders, and then go like there's just a hole in the boulder, which would become a Dragon Ball staple. Cantor mm-hmm. kicked into boulder or giant rock wall and then explodes out of it like Vegeta does is always so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and to, to speak on the character writing of it here too, seeing Vegeta be pushed and watching his whole like mental state break the more he's pushed I, is interesting. I, I adore the conclusion of this because yeah. Vegeta has an honest to God, nobody makes me bleed my own blood moment. Yeah, and in that you see like this is what Vegeta is like when he is pushed into a corner and like isn't able to just dominate his opponent. And it's like all strategy goes out the window where now Vegeta is like, I'm going to blow up the entire fucking planet just Fuck to kill it. you. I'm pulling out. This yeah. is washed. I'm killing everyone. Which like, yeah, I mean, there's a difference between him and Piccolo again and that Piccolo wanted to conquer the world. Vegeta does not care about this planet. He wanted the no, Dragon no. Balls and he doesn't care about even that anymore. He, does, well, uh, he, doesn't, he also doesn't care about selling it anymore. Yeah, because he's just like, fuck it, if I have to blow this planet up just to kill Goku, I don't care if that cuts into my bottom line anymore. (laughs) I'm going to blow up this planet, and I'm going to forget all of this ever happened. Yeah. Which I do love, just, yeah, right before he starts charging the Gallic gun, Vegeta's just like, I'm going to blow up this world! And (laughs) Sean Schemmel's read is the best thing as Goku, as he just goes, he's going to do what?! (laughs) (laughs) honestly sounds fucking terrified because this is the first time we've had a villain just be like fuck it i'm gonna blow up the whole planet so like goku's like i wasn't even prepared for this as like a possible idea that you were gonna hold on the stakes or what now yeah he's just like holy (laughs) shit (laughs) which adds an extra layer of tension to you know vegeta doing this attack is that goku can't just dodge it because if goku dodges it the planet explodes (laughs) everyone dies so that's when we have the you know one of the greatest beam the struggles beam in struggle. all of anime yeah this is like the beam struggle <laughs> we've had beam struggles in dragon ball before this point but this is the beam struggle uh as yeah goku... this is this is the this is the beam struggle that kind of starts the beam struggle yeah. um in like a <laughs> real way one... yeah this is the one that every anime beam struggle wants to be even the other beam struggles in dragon yeah ball. even the other dragon ball ones hmm. yes the only there's one only one put... other beam struggle people love as much as this beam struggle yeah and um, it's fucking yeah it's cell versus yeah. gohan like yeah that's one of the best ones ever i would put that one above this one but this one is fantastic and seeing it again really reminded me of that <laughs> i think i like this one more because i don't like the big orb like circle moving back and forth i just i just really like how this one is like framed up Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. The, the cinematography at work is really good at selling just how crazy strong this is, and like the, the powers at play, as well as just how hard both members of this struggle are pushing to win. Also, Gallic Gun was used here. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, Gallic Gun is the name in Japanese too. It is. It's just called Gallic Gun. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Reddit interviewer intentionally Toriyama's like, yeah, I named, I put all of Vegeta's attacks in English. I, that's I don't so care. funny. I yeah. love that actually. So the yeah, the Japanese name of the Gallic Gun is also the Gallic Gun. Same with what Big a great, Bang Attack, what a great... same with Final Flash, like all of it. Well man, then we should let Toriyama they should just name they should just do call them like spirit discs then in English because all of his names are fucking on point every time. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, uh, he's been killing it. This is like one of my favorite little B. This is so. This is where I I get mad at Dragon Ball later down the line for not having cool color schemes keep up, because mm. Vegeta's like fuck it, blown it up. I'm gonna charge up my Gallic gun, which means he blows up his aura into purple, and is gonna try to shoot. And like his whole aura, his whole body shoots out the Gallic gun. Is how mm-hmm. it will always look for each of these. When like the Kamehameha's and everything gets big enough. It doesn't look like their hand. It looks like Goku is shooting a hand out Kamehameha. For Vegeta, it looks like his whole body is shooting out the Gallic gun, which I always find very interesting as like a difference here. Um, like Goku does look like it's like a weird hand movement wave away, where Gallic gun does look like it's the whole body is firing it out, which I do like that like slight difference. Mm-hmm. Um, only other thing is, I just wish they would keep this color scheme because the royal purple Vegeta <laughs> it's good. is the best Vegeta can look. It He doesn't look better than this ever. Um, I love I just wish he would, he would just stick to have some purple in his attacks. It's so good. It's such a good color to use. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, fucking one, sick. It is one thing I'm happy about with the, the development of Ultra Ego in the Dragon Ball Super manga is it's brought purple back as, like, Vegeta's color. <laughs> um... Because that form is purple hair, like, pink eyes. Like, it looks good for him. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it's so nice to watch, like, this yellow electricity, and he shoots this ore out of his whole body with his hands. Like, hmm. for, it's so fun to watch the difference. Because, like, for them, like, it's not Vegeta's charging up a key attack. He's just using his key and firing it forward, right? He's not changing oh, yeah. his key. So it's, it's his whole body of... shoots a Gallic gun, not his hands. Yeah. And then you see Goku, well, It only the only the aura appears above his hands in the animation. It's really cool. I like that they, oh, just, yeah. they do hit that little bit of art direction there. I'm like, oh, cool. This is like something mm. Chase would like to look at only. Well, it's something to even <laughs> say because there is a hand movement in the Gallic gun. Mm-hmm. And to think about like the hand movement, it's like while well, Goku cups his hands kind of together, it's forms the that sort Kame, of Kame, huh? dome. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah for Vegeta, both of his palms are facing forward. One of his palms just like his right palm against the back of his left hand, and it's like he's forcing it forward. It's almost like he's like taking that aura that he's built around him and yeah, then just pushing, sh- it. forcibly shoving yeah. it forward. Or like but for Goku, one, the aura is building in his hands and then erupting out of it. It's just mm-hmm. like a nice little touch. I always really like oh, that. Yeah. Well, the, or like my, then Vegeta learns in the final flash how to put it in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite detail in this fight, like in this beam struggle specifically, is always like they're locked. Goku, Kaioken times three, him, Gallic Gun. They're more or less like locked in a stalemate. Mm-hmm. Which is when Goku decides, like, I'm going to have to push this as hard as I can and hits himself with a Kaioken times four. And there's this immediate, like, as soon as he jumps up, you see Goku, like, recoil from the increased oh, yeah, strength the of his recoil own is attack. So leg, good. He actually his, like, right leg shoots up like it got kicked out from underneath him. And you can mm. see, like, it's only his left leg is balancing upwards <laughs> as he, like, gets pushed back. Almost like, falls over. Taking up, yeah. And all the rocks like, just shoot out of the air <laughs> as he is, like, a j- million meteorites are sent out of Earth at Vegeta oh, yeah. along with Which, a giant beam. I will always give props to Sean Schemmel for his screams as Goku, if nothing else. <laughs> and this is, like, one of the better ones because it's not just, like, ha! Like, I'm angry it's like ah! like i mean that's not like quite it but like you hear <laughs> i'm sorry what was that pace. noise no, i'm not doing it again uh, damn <laughs> that was almost more of like a howard dean scream than it, it was it really was, was. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, no i get what you're saying yeah there's just a desperation and anger to it as he's like please god work 
desperation, anger, and pain. Like, you feel all of it at once. As it's like, Goku's like, this is what I have to do. This is me hyping myself up. But this is the pain that this technique this suck. has put on me as I, like, fire it off. Mixed with mm -hmm. the great visuals on display here. Like, ah, this is just chef's kiss. Perfect. As and then pushes... Team Vegeta goes blasting off again. <laughs> it's big that. Which I do love Yajirobe comes out of the fucking woodwork after. <laughs> oh yeah, Yajirobe's been here the whole Yajirobe time. Before Yajirobe comes yeah. out, my like mm -hmm. favorite small touch is Yajirobe's been hiding in the, what's it called, area. Just in the crags. Here. Just, just yeah. watching because Yajirobe ain't gonna actually do anything till he has to. Um, mm. When the two beams hit each other and like release like a shockwave from them colliding, I'd love mm -hmm. Yajirobe's on a rock. That rock explodes and Yajirobe with it flies backwards, like <laughs> ass over like tea kettle, bam, just like flies backwards as like he has no idea how to like even stand up to like the massive amount of energy that just got shot out by both competitors. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so good. I just love this beam struggle is one of the best. And they don't use beam struggles a lot in Dragon Ball, actually. Not they really don't. Yeah, less so than it is like, it is, this do. is the cool shit. This is the, we're doing the cool shit now. This, this beam oh, yeah. struggle is the reason people think there are more beam struggles. Yes. Yeah, because this one just stays with you. It's so good. It's everything a beam struggle should be. <laughs> if you're going to do one, <laughs> this is how it's done. Um, Which... He fires off Vegeta into space, but this does not kill him. I just love Yajirobe. The first line he has when he comes out is just, Goku, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> so he, like, Which is out. hilarious, because earlier Vegeta was like, oh, darn you. So I'm really yeah. curious what lines get censored and which don't. I really feel like it's just what they're feeling in the moment. I'm assuming they're like, we have a limit, because this is like TV 13, TV mm -hmm. 14 or whatever, but they're like, we'll we'll use it when we want to, and they decided to use it here. Also, uh, really minor point on the sensor stuff before we get to like the actual episode bit. Back at like when Nappa was here, he was he was bleeding black blood for whatever reason. Yeah, they, but, they like, altered But all the rest place. of the blood was red so far in these like other three episodes. Yeah, there's a couple shots of like Goku and Vegeta with like black bloody spots on their skin. Mm -hmm. That then just become red in other shots. And it's it's weird. very weird what they choose and what they don't choose. I feel like yeah. this is like an actual original animator's mistake area, right? Oh, probably. Where like, yeah, probably they went back and like touched up other things. I guess you can't fix every blood. Yeah, spot. you can't fix everything. Yeah, I bet this is enough. probably original stuff. And like, I bet to the, some of them, it'll be like this is more of like a scorch mark from being hit because as we remember from the beginning of this fight. Um, Vegeta throws out throws out fucking fireballs like just he straight does. Up fireballs. That's hilarious. Um, that just happens. I think like I think to to Toriyama into like my brain, all these attacks are just fireballs in my head. They will always be locked in as that that they singe you. That they like you know they don't they don't like yeah do I buy slashing. That. They're like they burn you. So that's why they're always mm -hmm. cauterized or something. So I assume like it's like a black and red because like it's like a burn. Like you're bleeding, yeah, yeah. burning to death. That's how I always viewed it. So that's like my interpretation. So it never really bothered me, but I could definitely see it being a. Sometimes they do like switch it around just a little too much for even my taste. Mm -hmm. But yeah, now we can get back to Yajirobe felling Goku with a single hit. Yeah, destroyed. <laughs> as much as it's kind of funny, it's like a nice narrative touch just to show like this is how hard the Kaioken times four pushed Goku. It's, it's like it's this honestly so back. good. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's like Goku's done. He has mm -hmm. no power to fight. Vegeta anymore. Yeah, that was literally everything. That's it. Yeah. He's at his limit and it makes it even scarier when after this moment he's like, oh, Vegeta's not dead. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> and Yajirobe's just like, 
Um, I I got it. All right, bye. <laughs> like runs off. I do like. Fucking, uh, mm-hmm, go on. Yeah, as like we cut up to Vegeta and we get him being like, "All right, I planned this to line up with a full moon." Sucks I gotta use this form to fight Goku. I was just gonna use it to kill everybody, but whatever, where's the moon? <laughs> this is like a great moment. It's like it's like ten minutes. Goku's like, why isn't he coming down? And Vegeta's like up in the climb, like, where the fuck is the moon at? He's just flying around. He's gone he's gone off to like a city on the coast. They're in the middle of fucking nowhere. He's flown for a while, just looking for the moon. Yeah. <laughs> And then I love when he comes down and he's like, smart of you to blow up the moon, Kakarot. <laughs> Wait, I like, did what? what? Yeah, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I also about? like someone in the band is like, Piccolo had planned for this. Piccolo didn't plan for this shit at all. He just saw Gohan turn into... <laughs> this is all a cavalcade of fuck But that was King Kai, because King Kai is just yeah. like watching Oh yeah, King Kai is like, ah, a brilliant Piccolo. And Piccolo is like dead, running down Snake Way, being like, <laughs> man, that really fucking paid off. I didn't, didn't even think that was going to work. Just as I like, planned. Just as I planned. <laughs> Brilliant strategist Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. Piccolo is definitely going to take that as a win on his part. I just, I just know as he, he will. honestly yeah. should. But, you know, but it's so funny. Everyone's should. like, master plan. Well played, everyone. And no one had known what they did. It's like if someone <laughs> fell down the stairs, landed, pushed someone over, that person slammed their back into a wall, pole fell down, and saved a cat. Everyone's like, good move, good job. Didn't think, I didn't know we could all do that together. And everyone's calculated. like, yep, it was all calculated the whole way down the stairs. Um, <laughs> someone get me to a hospital. Yeah, yeah I'm going to die. Vegeta gives a straight-up monologue after this, though, of how the transformation, like how the Ozuru transformation. <laughs> Here's how the Ozuru power works. My brain going, uh, don't explain this. It makes no sense. Just he's, yeah, he's literally I just like when the sun hits this. the moon, it changes the wavelength of the light. When the that's moon a blood hits wave. the eye, like oh. a big pizza pie, oh, Goku. You mean the blood wave that's and emotionally and crucially, the Zenos collected yeah. through the tail. Well, blood waves are measured in Zenos, and as soon yeah. as seventeen million Zenos hit a Saiyan's <laughs> tail, it chemically reacts through the eyeball specifically. It has to go yeah. through your eye first. Yeah, it doesn't just it has to go through your eye, and then it chemically reacts in your tail, and then that's why you transform. And I just am like, all right, well, what? <laughs> I actually, I actually love this solely because Goku is all just washing right over him because he has no idea what any of these fucking words mean. Especially because Goku still does not know at this point that he ever transformed into a great ape. And this is how he finds out. <laughs> I really like the idea that Toriyama wrote a werewolf story and then went, mm-hmm. how do I justify it? And then in his idea, he was, well, when your eye looks at the fucking werewolf Big Moon, you become the werewolf by the Blutz Wave, which Moon emits blood waves, something no one else can touch. <laughs> As it changes the sunlight from yeah. reflecting off the moon. God, it's so powerful. It's 17 million Zeno units of blood waves, and I'm like, yeah, Yo, you yeah, think yeah. the Omni King is called This is Zeno me when I listen to Zenos. Star Trek, and I'm like, yeah, 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 fuck me up. Hit me with this fake number. <laughs> Just fuck, yeah, hit me up. Blood waves. Uh, and I don't know why he used blood waves when it sh- it's just sounds like butt waves, and I don't well, that's know. That's probably why. I hope so. Mm-hmm. This is my <laughs> ass waves. I hope you enjoy them, Goku. Now you'll learn. <laughs> But to answer Zach's question in there, I don't know if this is why Zeno, the Omni King, introduced in Dragon Ball Super is called this. I almost would believe that, like, Toriyama just forgot that he used the word Zeno for something else and just named the character this. Because <laughs> that's maybe what happened a lot. they were like, this is God energy, you know? 
But we already but, have uh, God. No, no, this is bigger God. But we already have that. That's 17 million bigger. God units right over there. <laughs> Slaps the That's roof. That's 1.7 billion so Zeno units, brother. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is when Vegeta just makes a ball of Blutz waves. And he's like, burst open and mix is like, as he you know, mixes the atmosphere, which I do love that Vegeta is like, I really wouldn't do this because it uses a lot of energy to make this thing. Mm-hmm. Just because it helps like set up like this is also kind of his Kaioken times three in some way. This is his like, I'm desperate now and mm-hmm. this is going to cost me if I don't win. I never realized that he just made the moon. I always thought it was some like device that Saiyans carried around. Oh, no, he makes it. <laughs> Only okay. high-class Saiyans can use this ability. And I'm assuming that's mostly just because it takes a lot of energy. So it's. Like, I assume it would is... kill a weaker man, yeah. Yeah, in the it same way... It would kill that... a weaker Saiyan. Yeah, <laughs> in the same way that the evil containment wave can kill you if you're not strong enough, this can kill you if you're not strong enough. Um, But I did love, there's a music cue here that they use... Uh, where they have the drumbeat heartbeat thing yeah, as they're doing yeah. this again, and it's sick. Yeah, I was like, I love that we kept that here. But then, nope. yeah, Gohan sees this Blutz Wave ball and realize, like, from a distance, Gohan and Krillin realizing it, and Gohan being the one to pull them back in is really good to me. Did too. you see the jawline on Gohan? Yeah, Gohan suddenly, like, fucking, he can cut diamonds in this Sprouts, moment. Sprouts, <laughs> like, the, just the Giga Chad drawline, your jawline. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a really good moment where go where Krillin's like, oh, I think your dad's got this. And Gohan's like, no, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's nuts. But uh, I that's where 14 ends and 15 picks up, which this is like the end of it. Well, not the end of the fight, <laughs> but this is, is the, the next phase. This <laughs> is the end of it. And then we're kind well, of it ends, the no. it ends with Goku finally putting together that he's the one who squished Gohan and the World Martial Arts Tournament. And I like that he, like, makes a promise to himself that if he dies, the fi- first thing he's going to do is find his grandpa and apologize. It's a, <laughs> oh, it is very fuck. Funny I've done so got... many fucked up things. Yeah. <laughs> it is very strange to think that we got all the way through <laughs> Dragon Ball <laughs> and into Z before Goku ever found out <laughs> that well, we this happened. We got to do it now because this is the Ozaru's last hurrah. It, yeah. I mean, well, okay, if we're not counting Dragon Ball GT, I don't think we ever count Dragon Ball GT. No, I am not. Yeah. The Ozaru comes up in, like, Super Broly and in yeah, the most recent manga of Super, but it's definitely, this is the last, count. like, real, yeah. It's mostly an acknowledgement of canon more mm-hmm. than, like, giving it its time and using it in the story. But, I mean, this is the last time it shows up in, t- by, in Z, so. Yeah. I'm not count. I'm not counting other ones. <laughs> this is there's also the a really time. cool bit where there's where it has the picture of the fake moon, and then Vegeta's fist comes up and eclipses it and just crushes Goku. Yes, that was really fun. Good. That was a very fun shot. There's just there's so many good fucking shots in <laughs> this. Like this shot, the like the cinematography is so on point. In mm-hmm. this fight, and it helps sell like every little moment. Yeah, but now the only thing left for Goku to do is fuse the spirit bomb, which he needs ten seconds to charge up. 
Mm-mm. Which really sells how fast these fights are going, that like right? 10 seconds is an insurmountable amount of time to try. It's also to, a like, fun little juxtaposition because before he had to distract uh, Raditz for what was it, 30 seconds or was it a minute for the special beam cannon? I want to say it was like a full minute. Yeah, it was like a full minute. So we're like, okay, well, he's got we got to do the charge up thing again. It's quicker, but this time he's got to fight a giant monkey. <laughs> yeah, and he's on his own. So it's like <laughs> he has to find a way to get this without anybody being able to help him. And he pulls moment, out he a classic. Yeah, which I I appreciate that he acknowledges that this is TN's move. <laughs> it's so What does he say like, "Sorry, TN, I'm going to have to borrow this or something." Yeah, he does straight up say, like, sorry, TN, I gotta borrow your move for a second. (laughs) Uh, Solar flare! Yeah, that's when he breaks out the solar flare, which it looks good in this (laughs) shot. Uh, It's as simple a move as the solar flare is of just being bright light. It is nice to see it come back around. This fucking floored me, dude. Just something about Vegeta floating in midair, and it is in a giant ape form, clutching his face and just shouting, My eyes! Over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) This is so funny. It is fucking hysterical. There's some legitimate moments of comedy, and I just want to say, like, every time this show cuts to the commercial throw in these episodes, <laughs> it always is coming on the back of some, like, dramatic or dark moment. Yeah, and right? it's super funny to me. <laughs> like, all of, like, the be- all the beam struggle stuff was before the mid-credit thing last episode, which just yeah. fucking floored me. <laughs> I think they make a joke about this in Dragon Ball Z Abridged that's really great. Oh, do they? I think, yeah, I think they specifically do it in when Vegeta, like, elbows Goku in the gut whenever he's mm-hmm. reaching out to grab Gohan's hand at the end of this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, right when Vegeta makes contact, he's like, ah! And then it just cuts to... And then it does the lead back in, and then it just continues from right at that exact second. Yeah, and that's I'm honestly like, the feeling. Yeah, it's a good bit in that episode of DBZA. It's fucking hilarious in this where they're not trying to be comedic with it. It's just <laughs> how it cuts out. Which I understand to some degree is that they're literally recutting episodes of Z so that like aren't really written for these throws to happen where they're happening. It's yeah, just, right? Yeah. It's just where they land in the runtime. But it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but this is when we get... Goku takes advantage of this to do the spirit bomb for the first time. Yeah, he gathers the energy up, and does he... As far as I read it, he got hit before he could use it. Yeah, it's like he has it in his hand, he's gonna try to throw it, and then, like, Vegeta got out of... Does the mouth Just in time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a a miscalculation, you know, like, Mm -hmm. where you're like... It's like, I think he's gonna try to throw it against the beam... Is what it feels like. He's like, fuck it, just trunking this thing, and then he gets hit by a mouth laser from the Ozaru. <laughs> he's out of commission. Yeah. Which I did point out, there's a little detail here, too, before Goku does the spirit bomb, that, like, Goku is using the Kaioken just to be able to move at this point in the fight. Oh, did he? I honestly didn't notice. At the very least, for when he's trying to put distance after he dazes Vegeta, he has to use the Kaioken. Like, oh, yeah, that, that part. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Which I'm just like, it again, like the desperation on display <laughs> during this part is so good. But it's like desperation on both sides of the conflict, which just makes it so much more tense. Because mm-hmm. like Vegeta is being pushed way past any point he thought he would be. 
the fact that he had to become an Ozaru, it pisses him off. Yeah, because he's like, well, Nap and I, we're going to do this to make this go faster. But the fact I've got to do this against one guy, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's his pride, man. <laughs> it just hurts his pride immediately. But this is when, like, Gohan and Krillin come back and this becomes a group fight, which... Oh, no, honest, hold so... up. First, Goku's legs get flattened. Yeah, oh, we, right, we right, have to go right. over all things happen to Goku. Goku gets his legs, all of his legs broken. His legs are crushed. He, they are like twisted and fucked up. There are blood then, pools underneath them. And then because Goku's a little asshole, he eye he shoots a little laser at Vegeta's eye and hits it's it and so burns good. Vegeta's eye and just goes <laughs> like, "I hope you like that." Like knowing <laughs> he's gonna die and just like, "Fuck you!" And then just hits Vegeta's eye. And then he's um, his immediate next thought is, "Man, when I get out of this, I gotta train more." Yeah. <laughs> it did not work out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Vegeta's having the worst day. Uh, his eyes the, specifically. It's probably the worst day since his home planet was completely blown up and he didn't get to be a prince anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love, like, Krillin and Gohan run into Yajirobe, who still refuses to help, because this is Yajirobe's little, like, personal character arc in these episodes is just, like, embracing that he should be a part of the team and put himself at risk. <laughs> he should do something. Yeah, but there's something so... Because, like, Krillin's just like, all right, Gohan, distract Vegeta, and then I'm going to cut his tail off, because Vegeta knows... Or Krillin's the only person here who would know that that's how you can get him to untransform. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Krillin throws the Kienzan, which... I wanted to point out, this Kienzan has little teeth on the disc, like a like chainsaw teeth, almost. Did yeah. it have that last time? Well, I think this is the, like, classic Kienzan pose. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the um, pose is the same. Well, yeah, no, this is, like, the one screenshot they always use when they use the Kienzan. Let me actually just pull it up real quick. They always use this exhibit. This, this one where he's, like, totally full center frame out to do it. Um... I don't remember it always having it, but I also think when it flies by, it doesn't have it anymore. Like, it's still being, this is like it being slightly constructed a little bit. I honestly don't remember maybe anything, so maybe. But maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just very, like, I don't know. I, I just didn't know if that detail was there before. This is the biggest thing for me. But the way Vegeta dodges this just feels so fucking <laughs> so disrespectful. <funny. laughs> yeah, Vegeta Boing. literally doesn't even turn. He just hears it coming and just jumps. <laughs> as a great ape. We want to point out, he's as a great ape, jumps in the air. It's just yeah. so funny. There's not even really lands. like an animation. Like he, he just kind of hovers up and hovers back down. Yeah, although there's something so good about Vegeta's slow turn. Oh, the slow Krillin turn misses. is so good. Yeah, and he's just like, I hope you didn't put it. I hope you had another plan than that. <laughs> just like, that was fucking stupid. Krillin's Can't just believe like, nope, you that was it. That'd work. <laughs> yeah. But then this is where real insult to injury fucking <laughs> for Vegeta. For Vegeta. Because Vegeta's like, ha, you idiots. You had your one plan and it failed. And oh, what was that? <laughs> he just suddenly realizes that fucking Yajirobe just swooped in <laughs> and cut his tail off with his sword. And then just runs away. Goes, good job, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Yajirobe literally cuts off Vegeta's tail. And then he's like, all right, y'all got it from here. <laughs> just runs <laughs> off. Uh, but 
Uh, just he took away most... Vegeta's pride. I did. I have to point out, I think this is the most that Yajirobe has really ever contributed to the main conflict and the most he ever will. <laughs> With the exception of, like, in the Dragon Ball Super anime, future Yajirobe gives a sensu bean at an important time. But for the most part, Yajirobe will just kind of show up before anything bad happens, give them sensu beans, and fuck off. Well, he does this, and the only other thing he's done of narrative importance really is take uh, Goku to Korin Tower. True. Yeah. So He drove him in his car that he stole. (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to say this is probably the most important thing he's ever done. Yeah. But then just immediately love Vegeta just comes down... He's back into human form, but he's still on his fucking feet because Vegeta just will not die in this fight. He really no. doesn't. No, but it's something I love because it's almost like something comparable to Goku is that both of them just won't give up. It's just mm-hmm. Vegeta won't give up and is a murderous psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> but like immediately he's like, well, I hope you're ready for this. And like Gohan says something that to this effect, <laughs> like I don't remember the exact line, but Gohan basically says like, fuck, I didn't think this far ahead. <laughs> Pretty much. Krillin's like, all right, what's our next move, Gohan? And Gohan's like, I don't know. I didn't think we'd get this far. Yeah. And that's when Vegeta's just like, fuck it. I'm going to kill Goku's kid. <laughs> First, I'm going to start with you then the bald one, and go- and Kakarot, and then I'm going to save the most painful punishment for that bastard who cut off my tail. And it cuts to Yajirobe, <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, he remembers me. Yeah, which is impressive that Yajirobe, he knows anything about Yajirobe when he didn't, like, see him, really. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess he registered as he, like, ran away and is like, go to kill that guy later. <laughs> I just really liked that Yajirobe thought Vegeta lacked object permanence. Yeah. No one remembers who Yajirobe is. <laughs> I do love that we have, like, a sweet, almost sweet moment where Goku's, like, telling Gohan, just, like, you're way stronger than you think you are. You need to buy me time to do the spirit bomb (laughs) again, because Goku immediately is going to put his kid in the firing line. (laughs) And then this is when we have, like, the moment that's, like, they're about to touch hands and be like, you got this, Gohan, and Vegeta just flies down and fucking brutalizes Goku for a second. Just knees Goku in the ribs. This well, is yeah, the hardest Go- hit this entire fight has. Well, yeah, what I like about the exchange is that Gohan's like, no, I can't do it, I'm too weak, or whatever, and then Go- and then Goku pi- uh, pushes the Piccolo button. Mm. And Gohan's pretty much, like, right back on his feet afterwards. Yeah. He's like, "Would this is what you're gonna fucking tell Piccolo when you die? There's nothing you could do? <laughs> mm. Uh, this is when Goku charges up another spirit bomb and hands it off to Krillin, and it almost feels disrespectful when he's like, Gohan wasn't ready for this technique, and I'm like, you just told him to go fight this fucking He idiot. is five. Yeah. Um, it, it is very funny, like, yeah, Goku sits down and is like, alright, Gohan, it, it is truly up to you to handle this. <laughs> Gohan goes, and, and gets his fucking shit rocked in, then, like, rises to the occasion, and he and mm-hmm. Vegeta... Well, Goku's, Gohan's not winning is, like, going a little bit toe-to-toe with Vegeta. Y'all, ca- y'all catch where he uh, hit Vegeta again? Yes. In the, right in the, right in the same eye. eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am honestly shocked that Vegeta got to keep that eye after this fight. <laughs> I feel walk like... walk around with a fucking eye patch for the rest of the Dragon Ball. <laughs> Which would have looked cool as shit. Would have been cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of abuse to Vegeta's right eye during this fight. <laughs> 
Um, but it, yeah, it's funny. He turns over. He's like, Krillin, get over here, Krillin. <laughs> all right, I've li- all right. I told I told Gohan the lies he needed. Now it's actually up to you. Trust me this time. <laughs> yeah, it's literally Goku like Gohan. This is all up to you. I won't let you down. Actually, puts up a good fight. Immediately turns to Krillin. Krillin, this is all up to you. Gohan can't handle this. <laughs> you know, it's the most. It's this one time we're gonna be like, man, Gohan, Goku is smart. But he's like, Gohan, you gotta fucking dig deep. You gotta fucking fight this guy. He is weakened. We can. You can probably take him. Like you're gonna have to. And then like, it is. It's kind of is up to Gohan to fucking like. Probably mm-hmm. is up to him. He's like, "All right, Krillin, I have this other thing you can do. If he fucks <laughs> up, it's gonna be on you, pal." So well, it's not even like if Gohan fucks up, it's yeah, it's like that. He's it's like, like throwing Gohan in as a distraction, which yeah. is a classic Goku maneuver. We'll see in the Cell Saga. <laughs> he will then turn to Goku and be like, "It is up to you," and then actually just throw him at Cell, and then nod his head as <laughs> Gohan gets his face rocked in. Don't yeah. forget, throw him at Cell after giving Cell a Sensu Bead yeah, so of that course. Cell is back to 100%. <laughs> yeah. Presumably, gotta the, even gotta stronger. Gotta give the boy a challenge. Yeah. Presumably, Cell is even stronger then than he was when he was fighting Goku a second ago because Cell is part Saiyan and therefore would get a Zenkai boost. Yeah, they do. Oh, it's according to plan. Stuff. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's just a, a a like literalizing a narrative tool of like somebody pushing really hard after almost dying. Yeah, but it's then like of... the cell, the cell one is lamer because it's like, what if you could what like manipulate have... it? Well, they, yeah. we were done with Zenkai boots at that point, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, um, and this is the first time we have like an actual sphere, like an orb mm-hmm. for the spirit bomb. Is when Goku hands it to Krillin. It goes forms like I love it because he's because Goku's like, all right, Krillin, concentrate, focus it over your palm. Pop! Oh my God, what do I do with this? I don't know. Throw it at him. He's a hit him with a moron. But, yeah, I mean, he's like, you, you get one shot because I am I am tapped. This is the I last thing I could have done. <laughs> yeah, which like, yeah, this is this is Goku tapping out of this fight because that he doesn't even get up from this spot. No, from he that has point stayed on. He in can't that exact get up. spot for the last eleven minutes. Completely broken. The yeah. last time he moved a muscle other than his mouth was when he tried to grab Gohan's hand. Yeah, oh yeah! Fucking his appendix it burst in his stomach. <laughs> yeah, no. Goku takes a fucking beating, and it's hard to be like this beating seems worse than the beating he took against Piccolo, and that beating was fucking insane. <laughs> that one also left him motionless. You know, I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's the end of this episode, like the cliffhanger being like, "Go, uh, uh, Krillin has the spirit bomb." <laughs> Can now. Krillin handle the spirit bomb? Find out next time. On- well, I think <laughs> the next episode's titled something, something, something. Gohan works a miracle, so probably no, not. It's, it's defeat the invincible Vegeta as we work a miracle, Gohan. So, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> so do you love, yeah, as, we all, as most of us probably know, yeah, Krillin throws it, misses, and Gohan rebounds it at Vegeta. Which I'd love to talk about the bit we were doing here of just, it's like, Goku's like, Gohan, this is all on you. Krillin, this is all on you. Gohan, hey, uh, it is all on you, actually, and can you bounce this back? <laughs> Goku's just like, gotta keep coming up with Pick shit on the fly lane, here. Dad. Goku's like, I'm improvising, I'm pulling shit out of my ass, I'm yes-anding this entire time, please but don't f- die. But the fight <laughs> will end next episode. 
Yeah, which God, the Hell pacing yeah. of Kai is fantastic. That we are <laughs> that the Saiyan saga is sixteen episodes. Yeah, because after after this, it is um. One second. Yeah, I mean, there's going to space. They go to space. I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I assume there's a little bit of like let's regroup here kind of moment at the end of an arc, as well as let's establish the narrative through line to start the next arc. But I imagine they'll, at the pacing this has been going, they'll be on Namek by episode 17, if not as, like, the cliffhanger of episode, or, sorry, by episode 18, if not as the cliffhanger of episode 17. Uh, but, yeah, we've seen mm-hmm. cliffhanger from episode uh, 18, I believe, but I'm not sure. We'll, we'll, we'll probably see. going to watch, so. We'll find mm-hmm. out. But we are but yeah, about like to this be introduced fight... to Frieza. <laughs> this fight rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. We're not even done with it. It's just still so much that happens in the next yeah. episode. <laughs> I know, right? I just like to speak on something that Zach said earlier of how these episodes fly because they do, and we haven't even—I don't think we've even mentioned the fact that this Vegeta fight has been going on for three episodes because it barely feels like it. Like it is three episodes of just this fight, but. I don't know, there's a lot of variety to it, and there's, like, phases of it, and the episodes kind of split it by phase in a really nice way. Like, we were in the phase where it was just Goku, Kaioken times three, then we're in the phase where Goku, Beam struggle, Vegeta turns into a great ape, and then that phase ends, and it's a group fight now. So it's like, shit just keeps changing. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. It is is a fun (laughs) fight where, like, it's not even, like, that amazing of a team fight we talk about. Now it's going to get to the team fight aspect of it. But it's just an incredible, like, three-episode fight between Goku and Vegeta that's just really cool. That kind of mm-hmm. gets to all the things we like about Dragon Ball really quickly and then has just, like, keeps escalating. And right now, it's like we're still escalating. It's still like, okay, well, you now, you now have the spirit bomb. Goku's out. It is now not Goku's fight to win. It is your guys' fight to win. Um, so fucking figure it out. We'll see how this goes. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good shit. It's yeah. so good. This shit is amazing. I just like Goku punching. I just really do like Vegeta trying to climb on Goku's arms to punch him. And then it's so and good. Then Goku immediately just hitting him with a headbutt <laughs> into the <laughs> ground. It's just an incredible <laughs> little one, two of action. No, there's some <laughs> real brutality in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> and there's well, a lot like of all good- the Kaioken three stuff is just brutal. Yeah, and for both parties, because it's like, yeah, Vegeta's getting fucked up and taking damage, but Goku is fucking himself up to do this. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it adds a lot of tension. Like, it's not just I'm like, oh, I just want to see blood. I mean, I kind of do. do. But it's not I like do. I just want to <laughs> see blood. I'm like, I want to know that if your protagonist is in a fight that's hard for him, I see it. Like, I'm not just told it. And this shows it so effectively, like, how far out of Goku's league Goku is but he has to just keep pushing because it's this or everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Either personally to Vegeta or when he blows up the planet in revenge. Yeah, which, again, I love, like, fucking Vegeta pushing himself to the point that he just, like, any tactics, all that calm air that he had throughout the portion with Nappa in control, like, goes out the window as we see Vegeta is now you know, out of his comfort zone. He's used to being the strongest person in the room and mm-hmm. nobody ever challenging him. And now yeah, he's being... I get being... the feeling he hasn't taken a solid punch in his entire life. Probably not. <laughs> and that's just how the Saiyans operate. They're like, we are either the strongest person in the room or we bow, like, capitulate to the strongest person in the room. Mm-hmm. 
Considering Evgeny had is... like a full blown existential crisis as soon as he saw a little bit of his own blood. Yeah, a little bit of his own blood, and most importantly, from someone that he, in his mind, was fully convinced was weaker than him, and is really, but has mm-hmm. found a way to push what strength he does have to match him. And it's like that just upends everything about Vegeta's worldview that anyone who is weaker than him could give him a challenge. Yeah, I think or I even. think that's like the really interesting part about this is like it is Goku is technically weaker than Vegeta, and that's like where the interesting comes from. Is okay, how do we all work together to defeat this opponent? How do we all like use these things we've learned to to get past him? Because Vegeta is just strong, but can't change that power. He is like mm-hmm. stuck at this power level you know how do we bump ourselves up momentarily to like pass his defenses and then Vegeta's like okay how do I use this standard power level I have and how how can I increase it in the ways that I do while also risking it which is like why now he's on a real back foot in a real dangerous back foot because he's now used most of his power to become a great ape and that has not worked well and his figure out the tail is gone and it's real interesting Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. All that stuff is cool. Yeah. It's very, very good. So what I'm hearing is that Goku has once again rocked up to somebody and destroyed their shattering of their understanding of their world. Yes. Mm. I'll let you know, the Goku, Goku continues to do this. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the that's the Goku way. That is literally you know, the plot <laughs> of Super, just so you're aware. Yeah. There is some degree of Goku... To say Goku has literally never changed is kind of a misleading statement. It's reductive. Yeah. Goku has changed, but the changes are fairly small. It's more like redirecting his energy and how he is. But at the, at the end of the day, it's not so much... The story is not about how Goku changes. It's more how Goku changes everything around him. And this is just taking it to a larger scale now as he is coming into the universe and showing them that the systems they all thought were how everything worked can be upended by this guy just because he tries. <laughs> and he cares. That you can be a <laughs> fighter who is compassionate. Because the other day, Goku <laughs> doesn't want to, like, murder people. No. He doesn't draw any joy from that. He does like fighting, but he likes fighting <laughs> for the sport of it. <laughs> like, just mm-hmm. the, the competition of it. To see how much stronger he can be not even than his opponent, but more like how much stronger can a strong opponent make him? Yeah. And like, it's really on display in these arcs, especially how this fight ends when Goku decides to let Vegeta go, which it is a bit of a character flaw for Goku that that is such a priority to him that he there's an arrogance to it that he thinks like, oh, if they show up again, I'll just push myself again and everything will be okay. <laughs> well, I beat him once. How hard could he be the second time? Yeah. Which you don't get a lot of Goku getting a comeuppance for this attitude. I think the closest you get to that is like the uh, Goku Black arc. Really, it's, it's, it's really funny that Goku doesn't get this, but Vegeta gets the comeuppance for this literally all the time. <laughs> it's so funny, it's so almost funny. every time, like, almost Goku every arc from gets this it point r- forward. It's like, yep, good bit. I we figured it I out, can't and believe. then Vegeta's like, I... yeah, let's still go full power. I want to know like, what a real powerful TV. Oh no, <laughs> I can't believe Vegeta's the only character on this show that has hubris. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I am like, that is the one disappointment to me in Goku writing when it is, like, when it's good Goku writing. Because I will also say, a lot of people who write Goku don't 
get Goku the way Toriyama gets Goku. And I'm like, I feel like Toriyama can just explain it better to somebody. Because I would even <laughs> argue Toyotaro doesn't get Goku as well as Toriyama gets Goku. Well, yeah, the, the thing that we're going to find when we, we move on, I want, I want to see if it happens during Z Kai or it really happens during Super. Goku gets fucking stupid. Just oh, yeah, no. mind-meltingly dumb. Super, yeah, Goku in Super is incredibly dumb and dumber than he ever is. Yeah, and, and oh, I, don't, like, I don't know that, right? I want to see like if we get to the Boo Saga, does Goku get a lot more dumb? Does it just become see when like, the flanderization yeah, when starts? When does Goku yeah. like? When does this like perception happen? Is it more well, like during the Cell Saga, and we've yeah. forgotten a little bit? I right? I kind of doubt it, mostly just because as someone who's up to speed with the current like Super stuff, which is Toriyama's a lot more heavily involved now, like very directly involved, which he wasn't throughout like all of Super's run, yeah. both manga oh, and really? anime. Hmm. Uh, starting at Dragon Ball Super Broly, the movie, which Toriyama wrote the script for, Goku becomes like this again. Like, suddenly in Dragon Ball Super Broly, Goku is smart. Like, in his own way. Like, he's still goofy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's as smart as he ever has been. He's, and still, in, like, he's still an idiot, but he's not stupid. Yeah, and in, like, the Moro arc and the Granola arc, Goku is, like, acting like Goku again. Which is why I'm like, oh, it's like, it's people that aren't Toriyama just don't seem to get what makes Goku, Goku. They're like almost there, but they focus too much on how dumb he can be. Mm-hmm. Which, it's odd to be like, yes, Goku is dumb, but he's not stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like that sounds Which is really like, dumb, which sounds bad when you say it out loud, but it really does sum it up. Yeah, when you watch Dragon Ball Z and, like, Dragon Ball, especially, like, the last couple arcs of Dragon Ball, you mm -hmm. really get it. You're like, Goku is smart in one way, but he is a genius in this one thing <laughs> that he's good at. It's more that he just doesn't have many social skills. Not like he doesn't like people, he just, it's mm -hmm. hard for him to relate to people. He was, however, raised alone on a mountain. Yeah, like, Goku yeah, just, it's, all the formative time he could have learned to adapt to human society, he literally chose, just nah. I don't yeah. wanna. <laughs> and, like, that has effect. But I wanna him. catch this big fish. <laughs> Which is like, that's, and that's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, Goku is, I mean, I think, like, Goku's like a high wisdom, low intelligence character. <laughs> like, would be a good way to put it almost. Or maybe low wit. I don't know how to put it. It's just like there's a very specific, like Goku's got street smarts. Law. Yeah, yeah. But even then, it's, it's no, not like doesn't. interpersonal street smarts. No, Goku's just like <laughs> a very like he like knows about what was. As we always say he doesn't know anything about the outside world, but his fighting knowledge is massive. Like it yeah. is mm -hmm. unparalleled. It is instinctual at this point. You could not teach someone how to fight because he himself has like ingrained it too much. Into well, you his just body. do it. Yeah, you just oh, do yeah. it at this point for him. And that's what's but interesting that's also, to watch. Yeah, but it's also like Goku is not like, it's almost like it's not textbook learning because it's all very like in the moment. Goku, Goku is not a strategist. He'll no. figure out a strategy during a fight, but he won't go into one with a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, and that like will get him in trouble as well. Like Toriyama mm -hmm. will acknowledge like Goku's not perfect and he'll put himself in situations where he's kind of fucked himself over. Well, yeah, this whole <laughs> fight with Vegeta is him being, like, on the fly going, like, well, fuck. Everything I'm training for is actually just not enough for this. So I'm just going to push it. And, like, we're going to hope that works. 
and it doesn't. <laughs> and he's like, well, it's up to y'all now because, like, I did everything I could. We're on our own. But, like, Goku is, like, the reason he's powerful, like, Goku always is the most powerful in the room is because he, he pushes it better than anyone else does. Vegeta can't push it like Goku because Vegeta gets too set in his way where Goku's like, fuck it, I'll, I'll throw everything. I'll do the whole kitchen sink. There is no pride in my mm-hmm. movements anymore. Um... I'm just going to do everything I can to get out of this situation. And that's like the, that's the fun part about um, what's it called? Goku. And all the time is like, Goku's like, okay, um, I'm just going to keep going till I eventually get it. Which is like, everyone else is like a, I feel defeated. I don't know if I can do it. There is never a moment where Goku's like, there's just no way I could win. Goku's like, all right, well, we're just going to have to keep going, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Pop another Senzu bean in me. Let's fucking move. <laughs> Um, and that's why, like, yeah, like that's why Goku's this, fun. Like, there's even, uh, like, there's one moment where, like, Vegeta's about to crush him after he shattered his leg, and Goku's kind of, like, laughing to himself. It's like, well, I gave it everything. I guess this is it, then. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't even seem, like, mad that he lost. He's just like, well, that was a good fight. Almost well, yeah. got him. Because <laughs> there's still some part of him that views this like a sport, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He, even though he knows the stakes, it's still, like, he approaches it like it's not quite that serious it's it's odd to talk about how goku approaches these things and i think it's which that honestly considering how many times he fights with the world on the line is probably a healthy attitude yeah but it's like it's not that goku doesn't understand the stakes or can't connect to them it's just not how he operates which is i think part of where the disconnect comes when anyone else tries to write goku that mm-hmm. isn't toriyamics they just see goku like acting calm in the face of like these things and they're just like oh goku's just too stupid to realize no, that no, the other person he gets it he yeah. just doesn't take it as like deathly t- i mean he takes it seriously but he's not deathly serious about it and that's sort of like the problem is like that's a super rendition right like where goku yeah. is like i have to defeat vegeta or he will destroy the earth like he is deadly serious about that there is mm. no I, he's like he's like he's like this fight is fun i'm enjoying the fight but goku's like we need to win there is no question mm-hmm. about it. when he tells krillin you're the hope you have to do this. i'm giving you everything i have it's because goku knows like if i don't give everything if i don't do 100 percent, we're f- totally fucked when he fights frieza he will lose his cool and, and like even though he'll try to let frieza live the whole reason he goes through is he is like i had fucking in this you know like this guy is too Very much true. good point um when it's yeah. sell he's like i have to actually step back because my 100 is not going to be good enough it is my son who will have to overpower me he's like let's go to vegeto even though vegeto is like a, its own little problem of like character arc writing oh, it's like because fusion. like yeah from fusion yeah. and like or no vegeto from boo he's like i will give yeah, up everything the, yeah, yeah, because we need to we can't fusion. we have to beat boo yeah. Vegeta, you you go. I will fight Boo so you can rest up for a bit. We have to go kill Boo. Like there's this whole like Goku's like willing to be like I get it a hundred percent of the time to be like I will give it my. He just doesn't in the fight. He's serious, but he's just never going to be like Goku's just not a person to be like I have to give it my all because if I don't give it my all, we will lose and the world will die. He's just like I'm enjoying this fight. I'm gonna give it my all, but I'm just gonna have like a laid back attitude about. It. But there's never like a moment mm-hmm. where you're doubting. Goku's not 100% on the line most of the fights when it matters. Yeah, yeah. There's times when uh, he knows he's above someone, he'll jobber them a bit. He'll be like, oh, I don't know if I'm really that strong. And then wham, just rip a guy apart. <laughs> but like, we watched the Broly movie. When Goku was like, oh, this fight's going to get big, we have to go to Gogeta. Like, we ha- I'm the one who's going to come up with this idea, not fucking anyone else, because... Vegeta will always have the pride to hold him back. Goku is like, no, that hold back. He's like, I will go 100% to tap into that power. Mm. 
I don't care. Oh, yeah. That's, like, mm-hmm. the big difference between Vegeta and Goku always. He's like, Vegeta will always be held back by his pride, and then it'll eventually become his, like, power. But Goku's like, I'll give it all up. I'll just, I will instinctively go to the next level because I can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, the fun part about Goku. And then, like, Super, yeah. like, removes that. He's like, it's actually just a carefree attitude. I'm like, it's carefree in, like, his style of act. But he's but very not, much 100% trying to kill a motherfucker when it's coming yeah, down to mm-hmm. it. And as, and, and as contradictory as it sounds, it's not. Like, it's like there's a there's a certain flow to it that makes it work. Like, you see it in these episodes. You see it in, like, King Piccolo. Yeah. But, it's like, Goku's like, haha, this is like a really fun fight. I guess I'm going to go all out. And then goes Kaioken 3 and then beats the shit out of Vegeta in a mm-hmm. way that is, like, not like a carefree guy who's, like, not taking it. Is a man who's beating the shit out of someone like oh yeah like, like there is legitimately him. a bit where he like punches in the stomach vegeta does the whole stumble back thing and then it cuts to kind of like a faraway shot and it shows vegeta standing back up can't do it and then just falls back to the ground in a fetal position from how hard goku's beating the shit out of him yeah oh yeah or like yeah goku's like let up in that fight goku's like i'm going kaioken three till either vegeta's on the fucking ground dead or or like out or, or I'm, I'm out and that's what how that works yeah. Vegeta goes okay I'm gonna go into this mode now and Goku's like okay I'm pulling it all out and I'll go I will put everything into a Kamehameha attack which he does <laughs> to kill Vegeta or end the fight to a degree and when he does it he's like well boys I got one last trick up the sleeve and then I'm pretty much done yeah um, I'm like that's the cool part is like he Vegeta's up in the air uh, in the air and just goes well, Ajirobe, you're going to want to get out of here, my man. He's coming down. And Goku's like, I'm still going to fight. And he literally can't do anything. Like, if Vegeta came down and just decided to fight Goku and not turn into the gorilla, Vegeta probably has mm-hmm. a better edge on that fight on winning it at the end of the day. Because, probably, like, yeah. Goku got slapped in the back by Yajirobe and died. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's the interesting part there is, like... Vegeta's pride gets in his own way in that part, instead of just realizing Goku's tapped. But you know, hmm. that's like that's the fun part. There is like, oh yeah, no. Goku's a carefree attitude, but when it's fighting, it is it is like he broke Nappa's back. <laughs> he yeah. fucking oh, severed yeah. his spine, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then just held him by yeah. it. Yeah, it oddly all comes from like a place of empathy. Where Goku yeah. feels empathy for everyone, even the people he's up against. But he knows that sometimes he has to like. It, if it means he's gonna have he to sever a spinal cord sometimes, but also somebody. somebody has to die. Yeah, yeah. he'll like, do. He's it. like, I don't want to kill this person, but I will remove them from this fight with yeah. all my power. And like, that's the fun. Like, and there's no doubt Goku does that eventually, right? Once we get to like Piccolo Junior and King Piccolo, Goku does just take people when when he's way stronger than them. He will amuse them a little bit. He will play with them. But when it came, when it comes down to Frieza or Vegeta, there is no haha, let me play with my food. <laughs> there is a I gotta fucking do this, guys. This is a really, <laughs> guys, I'm a really fucked position. He's really strong. Yeah. Guys, this is really fucking scary. Yeah, guys, he's getting really <laughs> mean. Um you'll we'll see this again, like in this way, like we talk about with like the Broly fight. The whole Broly fight, like the it it that is like it's the escalation of that happening in real time. When we get to is like go, Goku literally goes through all forms, going oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I need to start going all out. Like I thought this was gonna be like a fun. I can do this like normal. I could not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is why like that. Because he's like I don't think Broly's a bad guy. And then it becomes slowly like 
I think I'm right about Broly not being a bad guy into being like. But I also need to put need him to in the ground. Fucking put him in the ground <laughs> because he's going to put me through the ground in a second here. Yeah, or shove me through an iceberg is what happens multiple times. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go blue, mother- motherfuckers. I'm going to sparkle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like that's like that's the fun part about Goku. Goku knows when he's like, okay, I got to turn it up, and he does. Like that's yeah. Like I don't. There's never a part where I'm like, he's so stupid. I'm like, no, he gets it. He gets what hmm. conflict is. He's not a moron. Oh, no. He hated Commander Red. He hated. Um, Piccolo. Tao. He did not For, like yeah. King Piccolo. He likes Piccolo Jr. Um, yeah, he hates Raditz. He hates Nappa. He does not like Vegeta at this moment in time, but he, he respects him for his fight, and that's why he wants to keep him around. It's, it's a respect thing. Mm. Like, you are someone who... And no one and no one can is not free from redemption. It's like probably also a Goku thing. Yeah, as he thinks, like, somebody can be brought back around. I mean, he did it for Tien. He does it for Piccolo. He does it for Vegeta. Like, helps them He's get kind of his thing. He would probably have done it for Cell if he wasn't already dead. Yeah, he, probably, <laughs> I, he wants Honestly. to do it for Frieza. I mean, he yeah. gives Frieza energy <laughs> near the end of the fight to be like, you. if you can, like, change your ways, like, I will let you change them. Frieza can't, because Frieza is the evil Goku <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like... I know we have Goku Black is the evil Goku, but in a more like mechanical sense, Vegeta or Frieza is the evil Goku in that that fucker does not change and he only is bad. <laughs> like, Although Goku's working on that particular nut these days. Let me tell you, Frieza's still real bad. <laughs> good, good. Frieza, good. Goku wants to believe that it can still happen. Frieza does not want to change. <laughs> Frieza <laughs> likes being evil. Yeah, and like that that that's more the interesting character failure of Goku, right? Would be writing like Frieza is bad. Bad to the core. Has done too much bad to be redeemed. And that's more mm. interesting than being like and that being a character flaw instead of Goku just being too silly and causing the end of the world. Like yeah. him him being like I can't I sh- we can't just kill Frieza. Frieza's like, you know we have to probably just actually kill Frieza at some point. Yeah, at some mm-hmm. point we have or to Or someone stop. else has to step in, and that's like that's Vegeta's job, is to walk in and Hakaya motherfucker at some point. <laughs> Which, damn, does he do it to big effect. There is a moment in Super that's only in the anime where they just bring Ginyu back for no reason. Um, it's dumb, but it does lead to one of the coldest Vegeta moments where Vegeta just walks up and ices him, like, in a second. <laughs> <laughs> literally he's like i'm captain ginyu and i'm in this stronger body and you can't vegeta doesn't even transform just goes up to him point blank puts his hand in his gut and eviscerates him <laughs> jesus like without even flinching and goku's like why'd you do that and he's like he's like this is a villain he's here to kill all of us i'm not letting him go <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your bag, Kakarot, but it's not mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I'll kill a person. <laughs> <laughs> I think that does it for this episode. I mean, it also though. works up right. I'm, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. going back sorry, to it. Go but he, then, he then goes and gives Boo a second chance. Not Kid Boo. Kid Boo is pure evil, which I think Goku understands well, to some degree. Goku kind of gives Kid Boo a second chance by yeah, right? he'd come back as somebody good. Right. Yeah. Like Goku. Yeah. That That is the thing that's interesting. Like, I think that's why Frieza becomes a cool, more, a better foil, and they should write around that more. And stuff that's interesting in its own no. way, 
And but Frieza like, can be so fucking good when he's allowed to just be evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, Frieza's, like, great <laughs> and evil. And then they've also just made Frieza insanely powerful as time has gone on. Golden oh, yeah. Frieza is, like, absurdly strong. <laughs> Golden Frieza is Frieza trained for four months for the first time in his life. And he unlocked a form that is as strong as Super Saiyan Blue was when they figured it out, if not stronger. What a king. What a king, truly. Absolute kingship. King Cold out here. <laughs> and then, through just, like, thought training, perfects that form to the point that he is able to go on par with Goku in, like, Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken. Yeah. Wait, thought training? Yeah, that's image training is something that they'll touch on later, where essentially, like, you're running fights in your head. To like uh, refine your techniques. Okay, oh, fair yeah. enough. Like almost like a projection kind of thing. And like shadow they're just, boxing. They're just so powerful they can actually shadow box to get stronger at this point. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to move my muscles to gain muscles. I will say shadow image trading is usually not put up as like people get physically stronger doing image Mentally trading. It's stronger. usually like people refine techniques and transformations through image training. Okay, but I posit that they should actually just get stronger from doing it. Because oh, yeah, it'd be no. funny. Because it is funny. And you know what? Why not at this point? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, probably. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Catch y'all later. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>